It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We met last night. Yes, sir. It was actually really, it was cool seeing you in your element. Like, you know, I just met you. There was a beat playing the second I walked in. And you were just, you were standing over there, kind of like getting into it. You had like three phases. You had one when you were just like listening to it and chilling. Mm -hmm. And then one that you were like, thinking of ideas and then when you sat over there and started writing you were fucking laser focused and then you went in the booth and you fucking killed it so it was really cool to like see your process just the night meeting you thank you thank you i'm humbled by that um that was exactly how it happened play by play (laughs) that was sports center exactly how it happened um with that song and i'm excited for the other features that's gonna be on the song shout out to uh boo boo the prince and wazo Moody, Moody, Moody. Moody? Sir, my bad. Moody, Moody. That's going to be a great track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I just can't wait to hear the finished product, and we're going to keep doing it again and again until we all on. You know what I mean? Give me your kind of your history. How? When did you start? Um, My name is Golden Myers. I'm from Buffalo, New York. I started real early, like 13, 12, um, just writing rhymes in a notebook, just listening to a DMX album um, around like 98, 99. I'm an 89 baby. So um, that like the Jay Z Volume Two, the DMX yeah. album around yeah. that time, like those albums. Shout really... out the Rangers! I just had Wise P on my podcast. Oh, word, Shout word, out! Check definitely. out that episode. But yeah, no, that's that's and, my um, favorite Jay Z album. Man, and I just took off from there, just writing, and uh, I met DJ Shay, and um, you rest know, in I met peace, DJ Shay. R.I.P. to Shay. I love you, Shay. I met Shay. I was I used to sit at home on my computer. And I had saved up. I bought myself an iPad, computer, not an iPad, uh, iPod. I'm sorry. They was about this big back then. And um, and I was sitting on my computer and I, I used to just write until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, knowing I had school the next morning. Yeah. And I would call Shea Studio like, hey, I really don't got that much money to do a full album, but I need to come in there. And he would be like, well, you know, I charge $50 an hour. And to me at that time, it was a lot of money. I'm like, well, I could really afford maybe like 20 or $30 an hour. <laughs> but 50, that's a little, maybe I could yeah. do like one hour a week or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I just, I got, and I'm telling him, I got my computer, you know, I saved up myself for it, all of this. So he was like, well, you know, uh, just come by one day. And then was just- How old were you at this time? I was like, by that time, I was 15, and one of my best friends, uh, his name is Corey, his brother is City Boy, and okay. just from being on the same street as him, and um, just, you know, kind of seeing Benny and City Boy in the neighborhood, even yeah. as, you know, as a kid, and knowing they was rapping, and I'm like, well, yeah, they older, they nice, but I'm the nicest at my age, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said, I would be at home at my computer writing, and I would call Shea Studio damn near every day, and I would be like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> hey, um, you know, I'm still saving my money. Look, I got this new rhyme. Look, you want to hear it? He'd be like, man, I'm working. I got to go. And he'd, like, hang up on me, you know, because he ain't know me. Yeah. So then finally, I went to the uh, video shoot of Benny video shoot with city boy and with everybody how long were you and calling i was calling for a, a month at least two months months like i was dedicated bro yeah and um 
And like I said, the studios that I was going to, they was like closet studios and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was paying my, you know, $20, $30 yeah. an hour, you know, sounding like shit, but getting it done. And um, and so finally one night after the video shoot, after a Benny video shoot for Tana Talk 2, um, we came back to Shea Studio and it was like a cipher. And I remember Conway, he was canning at the time. He just was murdering it. And they were like, all right, yo, homie, yo, little dude, come here, rap. Put me on the spot, I'm like, oh shit. I start rapping. And they was like, yo, come back here, then come back here tomorrow. And I never left. I never, never left. And Shay can tell you, anybody around to tell you, I was the only person other than Shay that ever had a key to his studio. Damn. I was the only person out of anybody that I ever was around. It was a it was a burden. So now everybody calls me every, every night, whether it's a school night or not. Hey, we need to get in the studio. Hey, I got twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yo, yeah. you know, and sometimes they just want to record. Sometimes they want to hang. Sometimes they want to bring girls over. Like <laughs> I got to experience a lot of that real early. And but you were dedicated. It yeah. wasn't like you were fucking around. If you're calling every day for two months, yeah. especially at that age, you're fucking you're dedicated. And then once he seen that I was actually nice behind that. Mm -hmm. You know, shortly after it turned into recording, uh, learning how to record, mix, math, not really mix, but just record and engineer. Mm -hmm. So recording Benny, recording early Conway, recording uh, street entertainment and Buffalo artists and things like that. And I would do that as working for my studio time. So Shay would go out, run his errands. I would run the studio. And then when he comes back, now I can get recorded by DJ Shay. Now I can get my records mixed. So it was like I was working for studio time. I was burning CDs for studio time. I've These hands have burnt hundreds of thousands of CDs by hand on, on the physical CD duplicators. And then had to, you know, print the little... Uh, the, the words on top of it, then yeah. put it in the case, then box it up. We used to do all of that by hand for years, for 10 plus years. You know what I'm saying? So we come from the grind. That's fucking love to it. We come Damn. from the grind. We come from real street teams, putting flyers on cars, ordering 5,000 jewel cases, driving to New York City. Since to go 15, you all. knew. Yeah, we had to do all of this early. See, that's but, fucking, that's an amazing thing. When you know, you know. That's like, when you know when you're dedicated and you got that passion for something nothing else matters you know what i mean yeah, like you process. put the the fucking time in man so you're spit the first time when they call you up they're like yep. little dude spit did you go did you have something prepared did you have um, something like if anyone ever asked me this time, is what i'm gonna write yeah, at that time i had yeah i had a couple <laughs> different drums in my head because <laughs> you know what I, we was on the metro buses at that time and I was that kid on the back of the bus rapping on the bus and wanting to battle everybody and going to Broadway Joe's. That was a staple in Buffalo and yeah. being a young dude battling everybody. And that's how I got a lot of respect coming up. And a lot of people know me now from being that young kid back then coming up nice and just being hungry. And that's how I, you know, I got, I, I got the name Mars and now I'm go to Mars and it's, it's all and your BSF yeah. and you're, you're still, you're still with it. You're yeah, still, definitely. it shows that you're fucking love. I just want to, it's kind of crazy. The parallel of my come up and stand up. It really, so I, at a young age would go to stand up shows just to hang out, just to try to meet stand ups at like six, 16, I would go by myself every weekend, just try to meet people. And I did, but I was too scared to go up on stage and I would just hang out. And then one, I flew out to LA, I saved up money and I flew out to LA to just get randomly picked on this at the most famous comedy club. And the, there was a show 
and I did get picked. I used a fake ID to get in. Yeah. And it was like, shit, like just taking that chance, the, the taking the chance you call in every day at a yeah. young age and then knowing and then sticking with it and just being like, if you surround with your yourself with the people you need to, then you're going to work with success. I think it, you were, you were hyping him up. It's my boy. Do you want to give an intro to yourself? I know you're you're rolling up a blunt right now. <laughs> yeah, pass it off. Pass it off. My name's James. Uh, I'm from Buffalo. Also, uh, I make clothes. Uh, my brand's called Family Trappers. Dope ass brand. Really check it out. It's my <laughs> my boy right here, brand ambassador. It's been helping me out promote it and everything like that. Get it out there. So, props to him too. He's been helping me out a lot, promote it, and get me going and keep me focused and doing drops and taking pictures and all that and getting videos done and shit's pretty crazy. And he was hyping you up even off camera. Like he, you're, you were pretty modest, but you have a really cool brand. And I was, I stood 10 hours in line today for the Buffalo kids gallery opening. Shout out. Shout out yeah. Shout out West side. He did a crazy thing by getting all those people out there waiting. I waited 10 hours and there were people waiting longer than me. And you know, it was a thing. But I saw a couple of your pieces out there, and that was oh, kind of yeah. cool. And you're very modest about it, but you were hyping, hyping them up. That's you were. Family Trappers, the hottest shit in the streets. I said it first. So once you see us on videos and on tour wearing it, you start seeing celebrities and entertainers wearing it and athletes wearing it. Don't jump on a bandwagon then. Get it now while it's still, you know, low price. Because once we start putting it up at, like, Gucci prices, yeah. Don't say nothing then. No, I'm just fucking around. But no, nah, man, fuck around with it, man. Definitely join the Family Trapper Waves at Family Trappers on Instagram. Same shit on Facebook. And just, man, get with it. See, that's a fucking good. That's a good friend to have that's for him nice. to do that. And that's cool that you guys have a team like. Oh, yeah, we got to work together. You were talking about like, that's amazing that Shay kind of like. It's he show you spent your time proving that you wanted to be there. And then he kind of took you under his wing. Yeah, definitely. Um, me and my boy, Rick Hyde, shout out to Rick Hyde. That's out. like my brother, man. That's blood couldn't make me and Rick Hyde closer. We grew up together. Um, me and Rick Hyde, like the same time I was writing my raps, Rick Hyde was next to me, pause, <laughs> writing his raps. Like we grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to the same schools. Our family was close, you feel me? So we was always under the same roof. Whether what is it about Buffalo? Like, there's such a yeah, crazy it's, it's tight close. It's close. rap scene, and it's one of the best yeah. in the country. Like, for real, it's one nice. of the best cities in rap. Like, But you know what? As far as our rap camp, as far as, like, BSF and Buff City and all of us, our clique, we all came up together. So we all kept each other sharp. Mm -hmm. We all kept each other on our toes. We all made sure if one person was slipping, we was the crutch. You know what I'm saying? And it shows now because it's still the same team and it's all growing together. And you might not see us next to each other, you know, every day or one at a time. But anytime you do, it's always love. And it's like a day ain't missed. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, I rep everybody the same way. I rep hard for my guys. You know what I'm saying? Because I want us all to be on. You know what I'm saying? And once we all on... Ain't nothing else to ever worry about. Like already we've achieved so much that we used to talk about and just sit around a studio, just smoking blunts, just talking about. Yeah. And now we done see this shit and we can see it's, it's within the uh, arm's reach. And we gonna get this shit. 
what do you think gave but this it's different like what made buffalo different than the other cities that you do want to help each other out you do want to rep everyone because we got people like dj shay we got people like struggle mike that take local artists and and put them all on compilations and bring in established artists and and other producers and say look we is equally talented as any other city that, that gets the looks. We just don't get them looks. So we got to thank people like that, that staples in the city. You know what I'm saying? Struggle Mike is the biggest staple, just like DJ Shea. You know what I'm saying? And uh, people that just bring people together from that may not ever meet and they be in the same city. They be in the same neighborhood and they show like, look, we all talented. We all could get here together. Let's do this shit and let's get on with other established artists and show that we could really keep up. That is, it is true. Like following on Instagram, you guys rep each other. Like shout out struggle Mike in the back where we're in uh struggle clothing right now. Shout out struggle clothing. Stra- shout out struggle clothing. Definitely check it out. If you're in Buffalo, it, you guys rep each other, you know, online, you post each other and it's cool, especially because Buffalo has such a unique style that you can always find like a new artist to listen to. Definitely. And like, listening to the compilation tapes like i got to like it's i can't wait to hear the track you know officially put out that you recorded but like i got to meet and hear artists that other words maybe i wouldn't have until they're um if people weren't actually putting them on you know exactly and that just gives people another opportunity you know what i mean and and somebody that's at home on a computer writing raps right now, they gonna see this interview or they gonna hear that compilation tape and they are gonna say, look, now I need to work harder so I can get on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, this is people from my city. Look, I can do that. They may feel like, oh man, these people ain't shit. I can do that better, but it's gonna make them work harder. So whether a few they fire in a good way or a bad way, it's still a few they fire. And I'm cool with that. As long as it make that person work harder, get off your ass and work because anything is possible. That's true. It's all hard work. It's anything you want. You can achieve it. Get out of bed, get off the couch, go get it. Find a way to get it. YouTube it, Google it, research it, go to the library. It's still books around. People don't read no more, but it's still books around, man. Do what you got to do to get it. Have a plan. Always have a plan. Shit is possible out here. Go get it. That's fucking great advice. Fucking you calling every day for two months. That shows that some people would give up one time. He says, shut the fuck up. Don't call me again. No, but you want to go to the best. Like, and uh, you want to remember the story. J. Cole was waiting outside for Jay-Z for all of the years. And then Jay-Z threw the CD out the window or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's stuff like that. And he ended up signing to Jay-Z years later. So you can't take nothing personal. Like Shay definitely established that. Never take nothing personal. He'll always tell you, don't take nothing personal. Everything is always business. If something ain't going your way, it's not personal. It's not your time yet. Just wait. It's, your time is always coming. It's enough time for everybody to have a time. It's enough opportunity for everybody to have a shot. Just go for that shit. Just wait. Stand at that free throw line and just be waiting. Just be ready to make that free throw when it's time to. That's it. Did you know that you were a part of rap history at that age when you were working, you know, with um, Shay in that studio? Like... I mean, we always knew Benny and Conway. He was canon back then. We always knew they were them or the best. We knew they was better than anybody, anybody. Mm-hmm. It was Lil Wayne mixtape years at that time. And we was like, yo, if they only could hear, you know what I'm saying? Well, we yeah. got here. And um, we kind of knew. So with this all happening now, it's like 
finally, but it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, thank God people finally did get to hear all this work we put in, all the grind, all the, it was nights, man. It was days, nights. It was, it was cold nights. You know what I mean? It's times yeah. that the heat was off and we were still there. It's times that we had little space heaters and we was there in the studio. You know what I'm saying? It's times that you get kicked out the crib and you got to sleep at the studio. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might not even be recording. You just got to sleep there because you ain't got nowhere to go. You feel me? And 297 Parkside was a staple for just having a home to to get out of trouble and get away from everything, whether you're recording music, whether you doing whatever. It's just a, a getaway place. And that, that was a safe haven to allow everybody to get where they at today. Man, you speak so high. Like, it's cool this long. How old are you now? I'm uh, 31. So you've been doing it a long time. Yeah. You said 15. Yeah. So that's over half your life. And you like you speak with it with a love and passion that's no, like not wavering. Yeah. And that's fucking, that's cool to hear. And I think that's what the uh, what's important, you know, that's what you it's about. Like what that's do. what it's about. Exactly. Yeah, and some like people fall off. And that's, it seems like you guys want to pull each other up, which it's, that's what it needs to do. Cause you, you know, you see people waver and you can either like. Yeah. But tell me this, like when you get a new subscriber on your podcast, it yeah. feels good. It does. Every listen feels right. good. Exactly. When, when you see somebody wearing family trappers, it feel good. That's a fact. When I hear somebody listen to my music or somebody comment that I don't know, when they say, yo, keep it up, yo, this is great. It's the yeah. best shit I ever heard, whatever. I feel good. So just knowing that I'm spending my own money to invest in myself, just knowing I'm working my ass off, I could be doing anything else. I'm investing in myself and pushing forward to feel that when somebody like my shit, when somebody say, yo, that was good, keep going. Yeah. That make me want to keep doing it. That fuel the fire. When somebody be like, yo, it, they don't say it, but somebody be like, yo, that's trash. I hate you. I hate those glasses in your hair. Be like, all right, cool, but that's gonna make me want to do it more because now I want to keep let them keep seeing me to piss them off yeah. even more. Look, that's now sometimes gonna... what drives you. Yeah, it's, it sucks, but it's like sometimes the worst things that happen to you help you out the right, most, right. or that's where you grow the most. And right. sometimes, like the worst comments or the worst bombs are like when someone really fucks you over. You know that sometimes now you gotta see me every day. How it feel? <laughs> ah, I'm gonna hunt you. <laughs> And that's what it's about. Sometimes you need that hunger and your yeah. that drive, you and know? Then, you know, it'd be like, if a dude hate on you, their girlfriend might like you or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or one of their homeboys might put on your music and, you know what I mean? You want to turn the shit off because you hate me or something. You know what yeah. I mean? I love it. I love it. Whether you like it or not, I love it. You know what I mean? Everything ain't for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and once you establish that, you got to stay in your lane and just stay out the way and everything gonna go your way. You know what I'm saying? But everything ain't for everybody. And once you establish your lane and your sound and your brand, capitalize on it. Well, you have a bunch of amazing features on Struggle Mike's shit. That's right. Thank you. I heard you, but you have a couple songs out. Yeah. Um, no Days Off, uh, Help Myself. Um, I got some more shit coming. I got Rick But those, both those songs are great. You, you have a track coming with Rick Hyde? Yeah, I got Rick Hyde on the new single. It's called Control. Uh, look out for that. It's called Control. This is the drop. You heard it first. I'm excited for that. Thank you. Yeah. For, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, what made you, you know, this long into making music want to put out, you know, your first two 
on major streaming platforms singles? You know what? Um, like two, yeah, about two, three years ago, I was sitting at work. I was a banker. I was a professional banker for like eight years. And I was sitting at work and um, I was like, man, I can't do this shit no more. My homies is on tour. I'm writing raps on break. Um, I'm not even thinking about work. I'm making a great salary, but I'm not thinking about work. I'm thinking about everything else that I could be doing outside of work. Were you still making music, working in the studio? No, I was going to work and I was focused on that. You know what I mean? And I just had the shit in my mind that I need to do it. And you know what? I prayed on it and um, those doors just opened up. Next thing I know, um, I was out of work and you know what? I never looked back ever since then. Ever since I got out of work and um, I got on my grind, bro. I ain't never looked back. I've been the happiest I've ever been. I've been traveled the most places I've ever been. Um, I've made the most connections I've ever been. I then got back in this music, and now I wake up with a purpose instead of just being, you know, uh, not to say it bad, but a slave. You know what yeah. I mean? Of just going to work and being unhappy and never living for someone else. Yeah, for real. And yeah. knowing what you're gonna bring home. You have a set paycheck, knowing what you're gonna bring home no matter what you do. Yeah. You feel me? And, and you, you have to do the same thing every day. You hate it for years. And um, like I said, you gotta have a plan, and I made a plan and I got focused, and I ain't never looked back since then. And I'm like I said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm glad I never had to go back to having a nine to five. And and like I said, it's been like two, three years now and it's been great. Congratulations. That's something that I think people don't realize, like no one ever tells you that can happen, that you don't have to like live for someone else. You know what it is? It was people tell you, you have to figure it out, but we don't know what it means to figure figure what out. What is it to figure out? I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I want to do. We, nobody knows. But until you really kind of figure it out, quote unquote, of what you don't mind doing every day and what you don't mind working for and achieving for yourself. Some people don't mind. Hey, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to drive this truck. This is going to be my life. I'm going to build a house, a family. Yeah, that's it. Other people say, look, I want a business. I want to build this up. I want to do whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that people want to do do that shit. And once you really feel like some people work for their shit for 40, 50 years and never get it, but they happy because they've always done what they wanted to do. Well, then what was the cracking point after eight years? Like, was there, like, do you remember a moment? Yeah. Um, I was starting to get depressed. I was starting to get depressed with my life and with everything. Um, I was starting to just feel like even though I'm successful at work wearing this this suit, this wasn't who I am. You know what I mean? And it just wasn't who I was. I felt like when I had quit music, it was more so going to school and college and just trying to focus on that. But when I figured, hey, after college, I need to get a job to support myself. I don't want to sell drugs no more and I don't want to do this and that. It was like, damn. This shit is real. Now I can't quit my job unless I want to go back to selling drugs and doing this and doing that. So it was like I was stuck there for years. So finally it was like, look, I'm about to be 30 soon. 
it's time to take a leap of faith. It's time to really pray for this shit and do this shit. And like I said, I prayed hard, I worked hard, and I ain't looked back since then. And I ain't had to look back since then. I don't plan on looking back since then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Man, everything is good. I can't say it's perfect, yeah. but it's it's on its way up. You it's, know what I mean? Man, and you talk about it with such love. What man, made everybody got a story, bro? Yeah, everybody got a story. So you got to tell your story because other people can relate, and other people that's listening to your story are gonna be like, man, all right, I see it. And some people, like I said, other people can't figure it out, but you you can help them figure it out. You can tell them, look, you need a plan. You need to start writing shit down. You need to start doing research on whatever it is you need to do. And that helps them figure it out. Cause some people don't, don't even know where to start. Yeah. And if I could help one person figure it out, shit, I did my job. You know, that's a blessing. Hopefully I'm gonna get a blessing in return in some type of way or form one day. You know what I mean? So And it sounds like you are the way you fucking shout out and wanna help and wanna bring other people up, that shows that you're gonna be it shows that you are on your right path. You said you read. Have you ever read The Alchemist? No, I've never read The Alchemist. I know what it's about. Of uh, of uh, what they call um, snap notes, spark notes, spark, that, spark, spark notes, notes yeah, yeah. that shit. I, yeah, spark notes. It. I but, think it's it's worth a read. Um, I to check it out. It really is, but it's about it's it's weird. It's weird, but it's about when you follow what you need to do. The world shows you omens, and it shows that you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path, which is true. You said. You took the leap of faith definitely and you haven't looked back and you are three years of not living for anyone else Yo, like i didn't seen cities i didn't travel like get out and travel while you're young whoever you are out there watching this get out and travel go see the world it's other cultures there's other people it's other food it's other things to see when you in different cities check out different shit to do you know what i mean go to see shit, man um that's uh, it's not corny Go see stuff, go on tours, go, you know what I mean? Go, go check stuff out. Cause it's real, it's real stuff out there. And it's great food. It's great food in the world. Like when you in different cities, please check out the food. Don't, don't put yourself in a box, check out different shit. Cause I'm telling you, it's some good shit out there. I think it be eating adventurously oh, is man. a good, like shows that you're adventurous in oh, life. Man. Other ways. If I, if, if like, if I'm with a girl, and she orders like the most boring ass I have meal. A salad. I'll be like, I'll know, order. I, I'll know it. Is, <laughs> I, yeah. They don't get no chicken on there. Like, yo, put some shrimp on there or something. Yeah, like I want to take you to the crazy right. restaurants or that no one do, knows if about. If she order something basic, what you do is you go to the bathroom and you tell the waiter to put anchovies or something <laughs> crazy on her, on her stuff. And then when she get it, you act like you have no idea. <laughs> You're like, what, what you are you do. what are you talking garlic about? Garlic sauce or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Extra garlic sauce or whatever. You know what I mean? You don't want to have him bad breath. This sounds like a bad plan. Oh, man. <laughs> Anchovies and garlic sauce. She's gonna be oh, ruining your nose. No, She's gonna be fucking up that. your nose. Adios after that. <laughs> blame it, blame it on the bad breath. Yeah. Exactly. Mask up. <laughs> Mask up. Well, that's that's why I stood 10 hours. Not, not because of bad breath. But I stood 10 hours in line today because I think it's cool that Griselda and Westside in particular. Shout out to West. He stuck with it for a long time. And yeah. it took him longer than most 
I got. The, I'd say ninety percent of artists. I got the Hitler two, uh, big uh, vinyl poster in my room, <laughs> and you know, just looking at that, and he got the gold grill on there with the Chanel ski mask, yeah. and you know, every day it's right on, like on the side of my bed on the wall, and like just waking up looking at that, you know what I mean? To just see the growth, to just see the the come up, and. Even on like Hitler one, you know what I mean, with the vinyls and everything in the even back, back was, in Street Life Entertainment, yeah, like yeah. yeah, it was um, it was it was real hip hop, it was real street, it was real art, you know what I mean, or street enterprise, yeah. yeah, street entertainment, yeah, and um, we ain't understand it. I personally ain't understand it at first. I thought the bars was amazing, but with the beats and the sound and everything, I didn't really understand it. But by the second and the third one, I understood the art behind it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The references he was putting in there and yeah. all that shit. And then by that time, Conway and Benny was dumping on everything on the features and stuff. And it just it just rose and rose. And with the merch and everything, you know what I mean? It's just, man, that rise was just astronomic. And now it's like part of the it's staple into the hip hop culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. And it shows that you just stick crazy, with it and dedication. Bro. That's it's really crazy. what, like... Yeah, it is like, I remember, you know, I remember hearing Reject 2. That was the first time I ever heard a Griselda project. And I remember that moment. And then I remember meeting Khan for the first time and him. Conway and I, was on shit after he got shot. Like he had put out one of my favorite projects in Conway to tell you, I, I, I used to always tell him one of my favorite projects from him was Bad Side 2. It was a double disc when Benny and Cutter was locked up. Uh, shout out to Benny and Threes. And um, and he was on shit for that for that double disc album. He was on shit that whole. It look look up uh bad side. Welcome back to the bad side too. And um, it, it came in like a DVD case, and we was burning them up and printing them and all of that too. And man, that was an amazing album. And uh, from King to a God was an amazing album. It an was amazing album. And man, Conway, his rise. He was on shit, bro. He was really on shit. But they knew all this was going to happen. Like, you you know, they knew After that it, he got shot. It, it, it really changed because the sound changed because, you know, he like I said, he was on shit and yeah. his bars. He said, you know what? Fuck that. Y'all going to know I'm the best. And whether he got them chains on his neck, whether he got the clout and the fame that he got, his bars can stand with anybody. Benny's bars can stand with anybody. Listen to 50 Round Drum, where you know it's like I mean? 50 tracks of Listen just... Listen to Wes. Wes can, yeah. can rap. Like, people people don't really hear, like, the, the references mm -hmm. and the, the bars he dropped, but Wes really be saying some shit in them bars. Yeah, well, you were working in Shay's studio at an early age, so you, knew, you were in it, but was the city showing love before they blew up? Yeah, yes and no. It was, um... It was love, like we had shows here, you know, sometimes, but it wasn't like now we could get any spot we want. Mm -hmm. Now is it's whatever, it's open doors, open arms. Before it was, you know, a lot of questions, a lot of paperwork, a lot of everything, you know what I mean? Or nothing at all. Yeah. Um, and even with the fans, like the fans, they hate you, they love you, they hate you, they love you, they hate you, they love you. Know what I mean? So we go back and forth, but you know, uh, you gotta always support the city, and just like the Bills, we hate them, we love them, but we always gotta love the Bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
like now the Bills is winning. It's like Buffalo is really on top. We kind of feeling like Philly a couple years ago when everybody was winning in Philly. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's kind of got that that, that 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 feeling. Well, it does. It does feel like sometimes like a fan base or like you know they hate like that can either ruin it like ruin it or make it right. a th- like it is that the pendulum can either swing one way or the other. Right. But. So you stopped rapping for eight years. Yeah, for yeah. What what was it like going? Like, I mean, I was still here and there. I yeah. still kept, you know, a couple raps here and there. You know what I mean? Um, here and there, I would do a couple features for like my guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I still knew I could rap, but just it was always in the back of my head. It was always in the back of my mind, and slowly but surely, it kept coming to the forefront. It kept sticking out, and I knew. That was it. That was my conscience telling me, look, we got to do something, whether you rap, whether you manage, whether you do something, you ain't got to work this job. This ain't it. And now I just, I form different hustles. So like I said, I got businesses now. I got this rap career. I got different ways of grinding now legally where I don't have to go back to work. I'm still working, but I ain't got to work. That's kind of, you have to create multiple lanes of income. Definitely. And try to have 10 legal lanes of income yeah, because it's, it's 10 yeah try to get 10 what where's that i like that yeah, try to try get, to get 10. 10 like um you always got to have a hustle like uh for instance even when i was working my job for a couple years i had a, a a paper route and i would get up early as hell in the morning do a paper route and go to work and that shit would bring in crazy tips plus a, a under the table salary that wasn't taxed you know what i'm saying so it was yeah. extra form of money I was getting up early. Oh, well, I'm up early anyway. You know what I'm saying? It was a different hustle. You feel me? So it was just like find different ways to get bread. It's, if you out there, man, it's Uber, it's Lyft, it's DoorDash, if you got a car. You know what I'm saying? If you don't got a car, man, get a laptop. It's, it's, it's apps that you could teach children overseas you can English. write you can people send videos and you write the closed yeah. captioning you for them. Yeah, there's, All there, type yeah. Of shit. there's so many ways to get money. And those, if you got 10 different streams of income, trust me, you won't have to worry about shit. Even if you got five, you start with one, you start with two, you start with three, sell textbooks if you're in college. You know what I'm saying? Rent out your apartment if your apartment nice, Airbnb it. Man, find a way to get some money. There's money out here. Where'd you get this drive from? Not many people, this is, a, it's a, like drive is a rare thing, you know? Shit, just wanting something. But did you always have like? Did- always wanted something. I, I seen a lot of people have stuff and lose it. I seen a lot of people not have nothing at all. I seen a lot of people die before they ever had a chance to get anything. I seen a lot of people go to jail before they ever get to spend their money or ever get to really enjoy their life. And I learn lessons, whether it be from myself or from other people. I learn and I take heed, and I bump my head. And I learn from that shit, and I try not to bump my head again. You feel me? Because bumping your head hurt, and you don't want to get bruises or concussions and black eyes and shit. You feel me? So that's what keep. I don't want to be out like you know what you know. You know what it is? I think when I see a person on the street, and I see a person um um asking for money or or sleep on the street, and you walk past them or whatever, I always wonder how that person got there. Was it a gambling problem? Did they lose their job and couldn't find another job? Now they lost their house and then their wife left them and now they ain't got nobody. Did somebody die and now they ain't got nobody? Did, was it drinking? Was it drugs? Like what got yeah. that person there? 
I always wonder that because it ain't always boom, you just got high and all of a sudden you addicted to crack and you know what I mean? It ain't yeah. always that. It's people got stories, you feel me? And, and some people never learn. Like some right. people were came into a fucked up situation and were never able to leave that fucked up situation for most of their life, all of their life. All of their life. And when I see that, I just try to make sure no matter what, that never be you or no one close to you. Don't let that ever be you. Here, get this person some money and hopefully they're going to do something right with it. Try to talk to this person, pray for this person that you walk past and that you see. But definitely pray that don't be you. Make sure that don't be you. Work your ass off that whatever bed you sleep in is comfortable, that you wake up comfortable, that you able to have something to eat, that if you got kids, they good. Make sure you're going to be good. Make sure your family good. Make sure your people around you good. And even if you smoke weed, whatever your habit is, keep up with it. If you that's what, it, but don't make, don't let it kill you. Don't let yeah. it drain you. You feel me? And another thing that I, I think of is, say a person that smoke crack, they wake up every day. They might not have a dollar to their name. They gonna find some money to get cracked that day, ain't they? So they gotta drive in the hustle to go get some money, whatever they gotta do. Yeah to go get some crack. And it's sad, but they got to hustle and a drive to go get some crack. So what gives a person that's got a house and got a roof and got whatever food or whatever situation they in, uh, excuse not to go get something. Yeah. Not to go work for something. Cause that person gonna smoke that crack that day and they ain't wake up with nothing. no matter if it's a good high yeah, or a bad high. Right. Honestly, no matter gonna, if it's good or bad, it's that, that person that want that drink gonna go find a way to yeah. go get a drink. Whether they gotta beg for it, no matter what they gotta do for it, rob, steal, kill, they gonna get that drink. They gonna get whatever they fix is. You feel me? So if they got a, a way to do it, you should have a way to do it. Some people don't know Period. where to. Some people never find their passion though, or go back like. This? No, I'm all good. I, I actually, I, I yeah. smoke papers only. I smoke papers only. Yeah, yeah. I smoke. I used to smoke blunts, but not no, not anymore. Shout out to my doc. My doc said I, I need to uh, smoke papers only. It's been Sorry, three doc. three years since I smoked Sorry, any doc. any tobacco or uh, nicotine, but I used or, to smoke too much. You know, like you know when you're you the, can't find backwoods because you right. smoke two your two packs for right, the right. day. Yeah, but um. That was my thing, actually. Like, blunts made me... So I run... I used to be a fat fuck. I used to be, like, oh, 280 pounds. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I wanted to run, because I, I just wanted to run. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to smoke two backwoods. I'm going to run for 10 minutes. And then I'll smoke a third backwood. And that's what I'll do. That'll be that's my workout. That's how you got that, that's how I started it, and now I run like three to five miles most days. Okay, but yeah, okay. the the backwards it was so I would smoke two backwards and run ten minutes like <gasps> afterwards. But I had yeah. that's why I had to stop is because I do I do feel like taking care of your body helps my mind. Like Definitely. if I'm eating like shit, if I'm not doing what I need to do, I feel like you my feel mind's it. clouded yeah, and I can't figure it out and i don't think weed even weed will expose you to what you're not focusing on but it won't hold you back from it unless you're going to do that anyway 
but I do will tell you what's going on too. You gotta listen to your mind. Your mind yeah. will really tell you is whether you're gonna block that shit out or you're gonna listen to that shit. Well, some people never do that. Some people never leave that job and they take that out on their family. And that's yeah. you say, how do those people get in that situation? Usually it's because people didn't follow what they needed to do and that people took their anger of life out on those people at early ages. Don't let it make like, you angry though, like when you have those thoughts and stuff, that's your conscious telling you, look, something is wrong. We need to make a change to this situation. Use that to make your change. You know what I mean? Like when you go to the gym, you feel good because you're making a change that's positive to your body. You yeah. feel me? So you got to make a positive change to your life if you having those thoughts that whatever situation is fucked up. If you having those thoughts like, hey, I don't want to be in this relationship. This girl ain't it no more. Sorry, babe, you got to uh, get that text and, uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to just yeah. leave out. So it'd it be that way. So. And you came from actually, you took eight, it took you eight years to listen to that voice. Like it's hard for people. It took me six years to actually start stand up from the first time, first time I got on stage, it took probably six years. Like, and I worked a job 70 hours a week. I was fucking doing anything but trying so what type to of focus jokes do you do i like to tell stories i like Story to tell joke. personal stories yeah i like i felt i wasn't allowed my family was more fucked up than the families around me but we weren't allowed to like talk about it so i like stand up because i it's a place where i can tell stories that i wasn't allowed to like there were secrets growing up you know what i mean but i'll t say whatever the fuck <laughs> i want if there's a microphone in front of me that's dope that's dope so do you talk, tell stories about yourself or other people? Myself. I, I, yeah, I feel like I gotta, I don't know. I feel like maybe cause I'm tall, maybe because I look how I look and I sound how I look. I don't want, I feel like I have to make fun of myself. I have to, I can't talk about other people cause it'll, I don't want it to be hateful. Like what's the guy, um, from the, the, he was the, in the movie, uh, Staten Island. Of New York. Pete Davidson. Yeah, him. He tells a lot of yeah about his life and yeah. personal experiences and his dad and stuff. I actually like <laughs> I like Pete Davidson now. I saw him really fucked up once on stage, like off of something hard. I'm not gonna say what it is, but something hard where he was standing with his facing the wall with his back to the audience, like mumbling his jokes. And I was kind of like, not fuck him, but I know we went through some shit, but like, yeah, fuck them. And then I saw him later. What's Merch. going on? What's up, G? And uh, what's going on? You're on the Bucked Up podcast. What's going, <laughs> what's on? going on, man? Shout out my boy, Merch. <laughs> I saw you in the shop. I saw you in the shop. I waited 10 hours for that shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has the dopest custom piece on the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out my boy Merch, man. He really bought this shit. He really, he really a good clothes designer too, man. He on that sewing machine, he nice. This is a fucking. This is dope. Yeah, he nice. Do you make all that shit? You can see it on camera. Shout out. What's your Instagram? Blaze Merch. Blaze my, Merch. My clothing brand is P Customs Five Eight Five. Man, shout out. Fucking great shit. Great shit. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I was standing in line for 10 hours today. I, my mind's off. No, 
Well, where are we? It doesn't even jokes, matter. Man. Oh, You're my joke. I was trying life. to get a, I was trying to get it off of me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about me anymore. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, I like. Well, where do your where do your raps come from? Do you like what like? Um, lately, my raps come from from pain and experience. A lot of pain and experience lately. A lot of um like stories too kind of you know what i mean a lot of shit i've just been going through recently or that i seen close to me i've been rapping about that lately i need to what i've been trying to find is like an uppity tune so i can get back into more like party raps and shit like that i feel that too it's all you know I mean? everything i write is like all right can i make something that's not like right. not sad or not like it's make gritty. people like think about like yeah. their own shit but sometimes no like I don't, the artists I like don't really do that. That is a weird thing. Like the, the people, the things you like about artists, people will tell you not to do. True. Like the things that you like, the things you don't be so personal. Don't tell like fucked up stories about whatever. Man, it's like, that's what, that's what I, that's who tell I like. That's who I listen yeah. to. They want to hear about that time. You was with that girl and you drank too much and couldn't get it up. And you like, damn. No one wants to hear think? raps about that. No, 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 no one wants to hear. They want to hear about that time. What's that YG bar? YG has that bar about. Fuck Donald Trump. That one, that one. But the, oh, what's up? Uh, oh, yeah, that one. I woke up this morning. I had a boner. Do you know that song by I think YG? I heard that. Pause, <laughs> that's pause the, on that's that. That's the weirdest yeah. intro to a song ever. I mean, you're talking about limp dick over here. I'm, I'm quoting YG. It, 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 it's true. It be like that. And when you when you're in a studio and you're thinking about that in that moment, man, you gotta it come out like that. You know People I mean? shit on West Side Guns love songs. I love that shit. Like you ever Liz to of the Baby? I love like, so Detroit's my, it goes Buffalo in Detroit. You can ask my producers. You can ask my friends. Uh, Bodie James, man. Bodie, those are my two cities. My I love Sada Baby, yeah. Bodie was, uh, we was in the A. It was about 90 degrees out there. We out there playing 21 in the church parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> In jeans, man. Some of us got jeans on. <laughs> man, somebody had Tim's on. Man, we all out there sweating. I won't ask calories. you who the worst player was, but who was the best? Uh, Bodie damn near won like two games. Bodie Cabal, Bodie Jive Cabal, <laughs> Rick Hyde was out there killing. Um, Young World had a couple buckets. Flex, well, yeah, Flex had some buckets. Flex was dunking. We were surprised. Flex could hoop. Shout out to my boy Flex. Um, you know, I had a couple buckets out there, you know, <laughs> let, me, let me not leave myself out. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it was lit. It was lit. Shout out Bodie, man. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met through what, Instagram. We, we met through Instagram. Uh, we, we set up a photo shoot and man, ever since then, man, it's been, uh, Mel Gibson and, uh, Danny Glover. You know How long have you known each other? When was that? Like six months. Oh shit. So yeah. that was during quarantine. Yeah. Do you feel like that's been able to help you focus on focus on the shit you need to? Because when you're your own yes or does that no. hold you back? Yes yeah. and no. Um quarantine keep you inside and it keep a lot of shit closed. So yeah, you are able to work and, and do that. But at the same time, everything closed and limited. So you can't really go out and have you know, listening parties or real parties or tour or you know yeah. what I mean? So it's limited a lot of stuff, but you know, the internet is still there, so it's opportunity still there. Being 
your own, not working for anyone else. When yeah. that, when the world, when like when the world shuts down, is that we like? Do you get scared? Like, are you like, what's gonna happen? I just wonder how long this mask, uh, wearing this mask, shit gonna go on. Like, I'm tired of wearing masks. Like, it's good to promote my brand and at all the that. mall. No, it was like Corona wasn't a thing. Man. No one was wearing masks. People were lined up. The the lines were, yeah. I'm tired of the mask, bro. Honestly, and all this shit. But I'll be happy when it's over. Yeah. Safely, safely over. Yeah, it's all yeah. It, not even to like get into it, but it is fucked. Like, you should be able to do a little bit more shit. Like Man, everything closed, bro. Like certain yeah. cities is open. Like Atlanta, I was living in Atlanta for like six months last year. Um, shout out to the A. But a lot of that shit was open. But um, like even like New York City, I was staying in New York City for uh, uh, like weeks at a time. You know what I mean? And a lot of stuff in New York is closed, so it's kind of opposite. Yeah. I mean, and you got to be safe wherever you go. You got to wash your hands now and watch out for people coughing and sneezing. <laughs> so that's like, do. No, nah, I smoke you, weed. I smoke weed. Looking, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Every time you now. cough, you have to like explain yourself. Right, afterwards. You know what I mean? It's just weird now, bro. I just, we need to get back to normal some type of way, some type of way. Yeah. Well, what do you have going on next? You said you have a song with Rick Hyde. Yeah. Um, I'm working on an EP right now. Is this your first project that you put out? Yeah, coming back. Yeah, this is my first project. I got two singles out now. Um, Both great. I just threw out there. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm working on the EP right now. I don't know when the date is, but um, I I kind of got a couple titles in my head that I'm working on. I haven't put nothing out there yet. Um, but I'm just slowly building up for a project. Uh, hopefully, I can get a distribution deal or some type of good production deal yeah. where I can, you know, build my brand a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm working on the Go to Mars brand, the Family Chaffer brand, and and putting Buffalo on, man. What does it feel like? 16 years into rap and putting out your first project, like really? Um, I got I probably have about three projects that's out there on like YouTube and that Piff that mm-hmm. people can go. Uh, look under up. The, your same name? Yeah, under uh under Mars under Buff City Records. Um, I was put I put out those out in my younger years when I was rapping. You know what I'm saying. So I mm-hmm. do got music that's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean. And um, and I got a SoundCloud. Page do you like too. listening to that stuff, or is that like a different sometimes, use? Sometimes. Um. Sometimes I just listen to it just to see, you know, where my sound was, where the vibe was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And 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 feed off of that. And what do you feel like is different now? Like what? The sound is different. <laughs> Everything is different now. Yeah. Back then it was more, it was uppity music. It was, it was, st- I still had bars then, but it, it was, the sound was just totally different. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta, now you really going personal and really just talking different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it takes you what? They say it takes you 10,000 hours, which takes 10 years to find your voice. Right. Right. But even now, like you said, after 16 years, it's just, just the beginning. Yeah, it's just the beginning. I could do it another sixteen years and take no days off. Takes ten shit. years to be an overnight success. Man, what is that it. saying? Yeah, man. Whether we're gonna be an overnight success or tomorrow success, <laughs> we're gonna be successful. And you have the you, you know fuck. I, mean? I feel it because you <laughs> gonna be believe successful. in it, and you also believe in other people's shit. You believe in Family oh, Trappers. Shout out an amazing brand. Oh, for real. You got to. You got to keep good people with you. You got to keep good energy. You got to. Um, karma is a bitch. Life is a bitch. And if you keep good energy and a good aura around you, everything will happen like it's supposed to. Everything and that's what it's like about. 
Man, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. No this way. has been a great conversation. I'm really happy that it all worked out like Can this. Can I tell so a you, joke? I got tell a joke. A, oh, yeah, tell a joke. All right, I got a joke. Don't laugh at my joke, y'all. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Jimmy, you heard this joke before. Right. Are you going to tell a joke, too? <laughs> all right. So a low boy is playing baseball in his front yard. Okay? Yeah. So he says, introducing the best baseball player. Throws the ball up. Ball comes down, swings hard as he can. Ball hits the ground. Dud. Picks the ball up. Says, introducing the world's greatest baseball player. Throws the ball up in the air. Swings again. Ball hits the ground. Dud. Looks around. Picks the ball up one more time. Says, this is the legendaryest best baseball player ever breathed. Threw the ball up, swung as hard as he could. Ball hits the ground. Done. Throws his arms up in the air and says, What a pitcher. <laughs> do you want to open up for me whenever I go on tour? You, you know what? You I can't do music though. You have to open. <laughs> Ever. I would just tell a lot of, you know what? I got a lot of jokes about relationships. I got a lot of jokes about sex. I got a lot of jokes about me getting injured. I got a lot of crazy injuries. This one time we had a, um, we found this, this great tire. We had, you know, we had rope because we was breaking in garages as kids. And um, so they chose me to be the kid to climb the tree because I was a skinny kind of long kid pause to climb the tree and put the rope, tie the rope for the fucking tire swing. All right, so I fucking climb this fucking tree, dude. Get up top, swinging a rope around. Fucking, as soon as I tie the rope, I'm like, oh shit, how am I going to get down off this tree? It's like really too tall to jump from. I'm up there. I'm up there in this fucking tree. I'm like, fuck, I am fucked, right? So I'm trying to like (laughs) put my arms around, like trying to scoot down it. Wrong fucking move. I'll fall damn near the second scoop. Fall down. You mean it? Boom. Nobody catches me. Fall down. Boom. Um, hit the ground, all that. So I remember like my parents, we went to the movies that night. And- um, Remember what you saw? No, nah, no idea. <laughs> and I remember like waking up that in the middle of that night and I'm threw up popcorn everywhere. And I didn't eat popcorn for years after that. Years after that. <laughs> It'd be like years. that. Years. <laughs> and I threw up so much popcorn. So the next day I didn't go to school. My mom took me to the doctor and everything I was eating when I was throwing up and shit. And so they did a, a scan and I had a ruptured spleen and I had a concussion. So dude, do you know, I was so mad. I went to the doctor because at that time I was in maybe like fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to gym for the rest of the school year, dude. Damn. I was mad as shit. I was like, why the fuck did I go to the doctor? I should have just said I had like a stomach With a, your ruptured so. spleen yeah, and a concussion. Yeah, because I couldn't run or have no activity yeah. or nothing, you know, plus yeah. I had a concussion. So every day during like gym and all of that, even during like lunch, I was sitting in the classroom with the teacher with the lights off and could just nap or it wasn't no cell phones and I had a Game Boy, you know, but you couldn't see the Game Boy in the dark. Unless you got that thing the that attached. Yeah, the, the flashlight. Yeah. 
flashlight that attached to it. Yeah, mad batteries in your pocket. So I'm sitting there with Pokemon cards and some shit. Forty-eight AA batteries in your pocket. It was worse. So that that would be my jokes. I got (laughs) stupid stories about shit like that. You know what I mean? One time, I'm 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 running to the car. Me and my ex, and we we like we we kids at the time. You know what I mean? I'm probably like 17, 18. We like, well, shit. First one to the last one to the car, your mama a hoe type of shit, right? So she gets to the car, opens up the door, and instead of leaving the door open, I'm trying to dive into the car. She's like closes the door and I dive head first into the door. Another concussion. <laughs> Bro, I've had a lot of different and like I've only had one really bad concussion, oh, but that's where I found stand-up comedy is uh, after that shit. A lot of injuries for me, man. So one well, time this fat kid pushed me when we was playing football in gym class in the backyard. Why well, do you have to fat back, shame him? In the, in the, I mean, it was a fat kid. I'm mean, sorry, he was. Yeah, so shout out to him. I, I forgot his name. So, you know, I'm, I'm running my route. I'm, coming, I'm trying to shake him, pause. And he, he pushed me. He pushed me as I'm trying to shake. And boom, I, I fall. And I just do it. I'm rolling over and stuff. Bro, I had like gravel in, all in my back. I fractured my arm. I had my arm in a splint, man. It was it was bad, man. It was it was bad. My mom came to school cussing out the gym teacher, all type of stuff, man. It was it was bad, man. My brother was trying to beat up the gym teacher. Just I got stories like that. I'll man. tell you one story, and then... crazy stories, man. Oh my god. No, you know what? No, we'll talk about this off air. We'll talk about this off air. You got to plug your shit. Here we go. You, this has been the professional blunt roller. He has just been rolling up the entire time. How's it going, everyone? Hello. (laughs) They're not going to (laughs) answer. I'm just kidding. Sorry. You said hello like someone's no, going to no. be like, what's oh, no. up? I looked, I looked into it, you know. <laughs> Plug your shit. I don't know. What do you want to know? <laughs> Tell me. I got a funny story for you. <laughs> okay. About breaking bones. My cousin, the one time we were running around the pool and it was kind of slippery. This one spot, like a lot of water came out of the pool because we always used to jump over like the ledge. And he slipped and fell on his back and he started crying and we were like messing with him. Like, Oh, just get up. You know? And he ended up breaking his collarbone. They had to cut open his shirt and oh, all that. Jesus Christ. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, I felt bad. You know what I'm saying? Cause we were like, nah, just get up. You know, <laughs> we felt bad too. Cause we were like, try not to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, when you, I was like, Oh damn. And that night he created family trappers. Nah. <laughs> how, how old is that? Family Trappers. Um, the idea has been around for a little bit, but I kind of been going hard recently for it. Um, my friend came to me with the idea. Actually, he um, came to me with a name, and he was like, "Yo, you should like start making logos and doing clothes for it and everything like that." I make my own logos and everything too. Um, I draw all my own stuff on my iPad. I don't. Know, I've been like practicing just dope doing design. Like dope yeah, I kind of just been like teaching myself. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, like YouTube, go on anything google anything they teach you all that shit you just go online you look it all up and you practice it and you kind of just study it every day you watch it and whatever you want to do you kind of just go for it you know what i'm saying you try it out and if you don't like it you keep moving on to the next thing you know what i'm saying if you keep doing that you're eventually going to figure out what you really like to do you know what i'm saying 
Do you have a website or anything? Because people should really check out your shit. Do you have an Instagram? Yeah, I do have an Instagram. Um, it's at Family Trappers right now. Um, I will have a website soon. I just want to get it all ready and get everything prepared, get it really nice. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Well, let me, let me know. If you do something and you're not that good at it, find something else to do. <laughs> be honest with yourself. Make sure you be honest with yourself. Not what I thought we were. I thought we were going to end on a nice, happy note, but Listen, <laughs> this is don't follow your dreams if you suck. If you suck, if if the people around you or every or majority of the feedback you're getting is negative, something is telling you you need to do something else. Everything ain't for everybody. Remember that. Everything ain't for everybody. There's other roles. <laughs> In whatever you're trying to do, there's other roles behind the scenes of doing that that you can still do that's profitable. And on that note, follow Family Trappers on Instagram. Family fucking Trappers. And follow. Go to Mars. Uh, it's Send to Mars on Instagram. It's S E N D uh, number two M A R S. You see me on there, or you can Google, go to Mars. Don't forget the dollar sign when you spell Mars. And check out your music. Yeah, check me out, man. Check I'm, you out, Struggle Mike's album. You got great. Yeah, I'm on Struggle Mike album, man. I'm dropping some new shit, man. I, I I really be rapping my ass off. Man, check check me out, ladies. If you see him on t- yeah. Tinder, swipe right. Swipe right or <laughs> swipe up. You feel me? Swipe. Give him a super like. You know what I'm saying I'm about to get in the gym, get a little muscular. You feel me? But... I'm telling you now for, on some real shit. Um, it's going down, man. Big BSF, and it's it's 2021, and and the takeover is now. The takeover is here. It's go to Mars, man. Check me out. I appreciate you coming on, man. Right Thank up. you very much. Thank you. Goodbye, guys.